Cesar. Yes. Cesar. Yes. Cesar. Yes. Cesar. Yes. Cesar. Good evening. Good evening. Cesar. Yes. Uh, Cesar. Yes. Cesar is done telling other people about it, so he goes, starts muttering under his breath and lays down and rolls over and pretty much immediately falls asleep. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. And I'm Tinzian. And this is... Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, October 3rd, and this is episode 157 in a series of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week we had some bear, some flashbacks, some crazy stuff. So, Dungeon Master, catch us up on what happened last week. You are a go. Do you want the whole catch up or just the bear necessities? No! Bear necessities. Not the whole catch up, just some relish. Honey, okay. just stick to what you need to say. <sighs> Alrighty then. Okay, so uh, in our last episode, we decided to go back and look at the hanging thread known as the end of episode 147, yes. where the party had been attacked uh, by strange animals at an inn on their way to some sort of adventure or another, probably heading towards the Kalish Tar, if I believe. And due to um, Carl's player having some, at that point in time, time limitations, we had to skip ahead to the Kalish Tar series, which wound up running, instead of, say, two episodes long, uh, ran us over seven. So, went back, handled that bit of business. Now, the important part, as far as the party is concerned, is the loot pinata that went off back in episode 155, which is where we now pick up with the new part of the story. Oh, and by the way, welcome to the end of season three, I guess. So, we are now into season four. Was that, like, the exciting conclusion? Like, the part where we killed the golem fireman that Cesar had perhaps graded? Was that that the the end of the season? Well, it just seemed to be that... uh, you know, the pot runneth over with good good storytelling and good adventures and all that other stuff, so it seemed to just be the time to hit the bullshit flag and uh, call it episode, <laughs> you know, season four, because, season. yeah, I think the first season was like 60 episodes of derp, 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 and so, you know, why not? Good Find job. a new arc. <laughs> now, uh, as far as you guys are concerned... Carl, um, oh, by the way, administrative note, uh, Carl tonight is apparently having a gig with his band. Uh, We did not know this, that he was in a band, but we knew that he was not going to be here. But apparently he is a bass player. When I see it, I'm from New England, so I always say it's a bass player. So I think that he's drumming a fish. Yeah, I know. But apparently it's bass. So he's playing that, and instead of staying up all night with us, He's um, playing the bass. He's so Carl's dropping the bass. He could be dropping the bass. <laughs> I hope not. That would be very. He's bad. all about that bass. But <laughs> no trouble. 
you know, and if he's an avid baseball player, he could be stealing someone else's base. But I want you know what? He's probably so good. He's probably the ace of base. Oh. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, comments on our Facebook page and everywhere else, um, if you want to torment, I mean, uh, congratulate, uh, Florian on getting his band into gear. So, um, so what's this, what's this season called? Yeah, I don't what's, know. what's season four? That was Pyramid of Shadows. Lots of stuff about a pyramid. Yep. Totally. Which we haven't actually wound up getting to, so. No. This yeah, is, this, caring. this <laughs> is, this is actually Pyramid of Shadows. The season, <laughs> the, part of the, pyramid of the season of um, indecision to be determined. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far ahead yet. We're gonna try and decide a little bit of that tonight. But in any case, episode one fifty five. You guys, it is one fifty seven. But I'm going back to the discussion of the tail end of one fifty five. <laughs> As I have been, I was what? ordered to catch people up. Oh, Xanatari. Correct. I am catching people up. Carrier. Oh, Xanatari. Echo. Yep. It is a bug of Echo. Mm. Too close. So, uh, you guys got some loot, and Carl got a box. Essentially, he... Can we just pretend Carl's in the box? Well, Carl is actually What's trying to... Is actually trying to cram himself into the box and uh, find different ways to either carry it or um, make it move. So, uh, for the time being, he's kind of either going to be following along carrying the box or, in his off points, trying to get into the box. <laughs> Over the course of the night, by the way, the shape of the box will change as his kind of wacky abilities do um, strange things to the box. So, it may look like a Koopa shell by the end of this thing. Okay. So, um... Up on your horses and other mounts. There was an interesting point that I forgot to ask you guys um, in the last time. Xanatari, your deity has been getting not quieter and quieter, but he's been getting a little less up in your business um, ever since you completed that first quest of the Path of the Immortals. Mm-hmm. You guys have now completed the second part. And... Your deity is still providing you clerical energy, and um, you are not cast out of the church, but you feel that more responsibility is being placed upon you. More responsibility than founding an entire church and turning it over to Jim Bob. Yep. Jim Bob James. Yep. Um, We haven't discussed your deity much. We don't know if it's a greater deity, a lesser deity, any of that sort of information. But you sort of gone from being peon to minor associate slash peer. And you kind of get the sensation or the feeling that um, your deity is starting to expect you to expand your horizons. Or at least start to figure out possibly what um, Xanatari might be interested in within the portfolio of the various deities as she's progresses along. Is she about to go through a performance review? It sounds like perhaps I have a review <laughs> coming up. Will there be... Do I get to, like, have a special superhero deity name? Are you, are you asking if we're going to be, like, minor, minor deities? 
What goals do you want to achieve in the next oh. year? If anyone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Well, you are you are heading along on this path uh, to to one end or the other. Um, but most of the deities have what's called portfolios, at least in the old uh, game. Really? Yep. So, you know, there'd be the god of storms, the god of trickery, this, that, and the other okay. deal. But what aspects of things would you be interested to possibly start to maybe claim as your own or take part in? Are you asking me what aspects she's already pretty much embodied? Mm, well, there's the embodied part, but there's the, I hate to say it, the, the overall spheres. You know, she's embodying one thing, but if someone was to later on down the line, um, you know, Hercules is all about strength kind of deal. Right. Um, if someone was to eventually decide to follow Sanitari, what would what would be the things that would, you know, if if they prayed for whatever, she'd be likely to have some influence in. I would say probably like individual, like rebel kind of aspects in some ways, because I mean, she's from a people that are completely, you know, sort of organism like, and yet she left them and came out to seek, you know, adventure. So I don't know if it would be bravery, if it would be, um, I don't know, re it's not rebellion in that sense. What do you call someone who goes out to just like, you know, experience the world. Bohemian? One-man wolf pack. <laughs> What's that, Bohemian? No. I don't know. I have to think about that a little more. Okay. And then also sort of think on how that would manifest within the weather sphere that you are already part of is due to your deity. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. And Cesar. You've never been one for expressing much about ADAD. You've sort of been living the moment of mm -hmm. I'm since escaping the slate pits. Science is my god. Science? Mm -hmm. Well, you've been going along on this path as well. And I would poise a similar set of questions towards you. Okay. So I'd be sort of curious as to what you might be interested in gaining some notoriety in. Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like Cesar's not much of one for notoriety. Um, I don't think that's really a priority for him in general. Um, he's too self-focused, I feel like, for that to really... Aside from maybe what favor that could garner him, like when he was trying to figure out how he could take over the governing body of of um, Winterhaven, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Beside that, um, I don't know. Okay, I don't really. I just yeah. You know, it's it's just. I mean, at least phrased that way. Maybe if I could think about it in a different way. But like just on that side of things, it's not really even something he considers. He's not out to have well, people follow him or, or hear about him. or. Um, let's even just take it down to a simple aspect, possibly, of 
Um, you know, for instance, somebody is researching your researching a type of mechanical creation. Mm-hmm. Just that sort of thing would maybe you you'd take note of it somehow. You'd get like the mental text message of you know someone is following a similar path or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have doesn't have to be a notoriety thing per se, and I completely understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Just as you are progressing down this, you are heading towards that potential mm-hmm. or doing a Hercules type story or outcome. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's um, I mean, at least sort of along what his Paragon path choice was, the real focus on you know within artif- artificery. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the construct the construct specifically. So I guess probably just, you know, advancing that. Um, you know, he's really inspired by um what was it? What was the guy's name? The robot guy, the Warforged. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Great. something yeah, right. Sort of getting to that point or even beyond in terms of his abilities and mm-hmm. um maybe even on a grander scale in terms of numbers and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, sort of along those lines. I haven't even looked at the uh, the epic tier to see what choices um, I have. I'm trying to leave that as a surprise, and once we get there, see where he's at and make the choice at that point. But okay. by the way, Zanatar, your um, camera is doing the swirly thing. Um, I can see it right now on the okay. screen, but it's definitely having issues. Okay, that's fine. So, um. Cesar, I think at one point also you were talking when Razor was around um, interest in perhaps grafting mechanics to yourself or something along those lines, or was it to become a Warforge? Um, I think I was pondering that. Um, that was right around the time at which we made those Paragon Path choices, and I think that that, that he had um, sort of pushed that aside in favor of creating other being so less along the lines of like a cyborg or whatever and more sort of a a puppeteer, I guess, is probably a better way to put it. Okay. Um, well, as you're getting your mount set up, uh, Cesar, you have the feeling... Oh, well, um, sorry, real quick, I do remember just thinking back on it regarding that question, I guess, okay. at this point, but um, obviously he's getting along in years and mm-hmm. being a human, his lifespan is closer to the end than the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at, at that point, you know, if some shortcomings begin to present themselves using his skills to overcome those, I guess, in that way, he would be open to. Okay. Um, you have the feeling that uh, someone or something has taken note of you, Cesar, on a, on a higher plane. Sorry, this is right now or in yeah, general? Just okay. Yeah, you know, as as this whole thing kind of winds down, you guys collect your breaths after okay. you know the whole okay. golem thing. You sort of get the feeling that something has taken notice of you. Um, sort of a benign indifference, but has noted, and you catch a brief glimpse of a dwarven face, like in my brain or yep. in in my vision. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just kind of the you just get get it, and it's it's some it's a dwarf that's sitting on a throne. Okay. 
Does anything look familiar? The throne, the dwarf, anything like that? Um, looks like some carvings that were down before you got to the Drow City. There are a couple of storage areas. Yep, underground. Okay. Um, hmm. The whole image kind of strikes you as dwarven, if you could smell the beer and the hops. And the, plus there's a dwarf mm-hmm. there. That's a yep. good hint, too. Um, behind the throne, there appears to be a very large forge that actually you can't see the whole of. Um, mm-hmm. And you think at first you see what are shadows, but are actually some sort of series of golems. Okay. Hmm. But you don't feel threatened. It doesn't seem to be like an attack or right. a warning. It's just something has noticed you. Okay. Out of that away. <laughs> yep. Out of character, um, essentially, uh, Xenatari already has a deity that is following her and stuff. Yeah. You sort of picked up a, a chaperone for this process, more of a patron. Okay. And whether they help or hinder you or do nothing, um, yeah. you're sort of tagged in somehow. So okay. a, uh, a dwarven creation deity has uh, taken yeah. notes of you. and But not I'm not really aware of that in character. No. Okay. Um, if you do encounter dwarves, there may be some reaction there. Okay. Uh, it would be interesting to note, though, that would be an interesting daily power for each of you to have. Something not, like, mind-numbingly powerful, but something reflective of your of your traits. You're asking, or you're... Um, I could. I was gonna say I could see Cesar maybe in a pinch, like say he's somewhere where he doesn't really have his usual materials at hand, being able to come with like with what's around him quickly create some sort of rudimentary you know construct or whatever from from whatever's at hand, just sort of as a you know catch all. Maybe not as good as what he could do normally with with what he's used to, but something to sort of serve in the meantime. A branch golem, for instance. Yeah, or whatever it would be. So, you know, uh, you know, whatever he is. Yeah, something like that. Um, Go ahead and write that down on your sheet going forward. That's a once a day thing. Um, I will reward creativity with that regards. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get a stack of pebbles to make it move around. It's a okay. pebble golem. Now, Xanatari. Do you want battle-based choices, or do you want choices that are, um, you know, like applicable for just RP? Either or, as long as it is something reflective of the character and their progression. Um, I think possibly the ability to tell if someone is telling the truth. Uh, you know, the authenticity of 
some kind of, I guess, perception boost is what I'm saying. That... Like a plus 20 to one insight roll or something like that? Yeah. How about once a day you can cast True Sight? Okay, describe what that would entail in this case. Essentially, um, you see here... Essentially, everything becomes clear for a moment. So you'd be able to tell if someone's lying. You can tell if it's a shapeshifter standing in front of you. You can tell, hey, my food has been poisoned ah. just by the, you know, holding by your nose. Got it. Okay. Um, in addition, your angelic form. Mm-hmm. How are your wings right now? Like in this moment of the game? Or mm-hmm. just when she does that, because she's when, in when you, form right now. I'm saying when you do that, what 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 other wings? Um, it's less of like actual physical wings and more of just like a light source. So you'll see something like behind her, kind of spread out, like almost beams, like of light. You can't see my hands if you're in the podcast, but they're sticking like above my head slightly and outward. Okay, your wings now are. Five feet longer on the other side. Then they are um, semi-corporeal. Excellent. So they're not just that. Does it mean I can fly? Give me a moment. Okay. You can semi-fly. <laughs> I can. I can, <laughs> I can only fly in certain types of fog. Would they have? Would lightning crackling down them down the feathers area be of interest? Or would a color change be of interest? <laughs> I want to be the LED of angel form uh, war priests. Now I know what it's like talking to me. <laughs> Explain that a little better. Um, I'm teasing because a lot of the signs I know change from blue to green to red. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really got it. And your mood. Red, red is bad. Blue is good. Green is neutral. Well, I guess I'm just saying you, you if you wish to describe your wings, you may and you can update them so that they are on your sheet so that it's better reflective of what it is. Um, but you are able to very clumsily glide. Yay. For four rounds. For four rounds. Okay, wait until we're a day. Once a day for four rounds. How far can I glide? That would probably get you about 200 feet. Okay. However, it's going to be the sloppiest mess. Yes, it, it won't be as uh, directed as I might like it to be. The whole time you have to go, ah, ah, ah. You look like you're going on a zip line the entire time. <laughs> Great. Okay. Cesar. Uh, as far as um, your creations, your creations will, if they have an attack or something, will have one more before they malfunction. Once a day. What? You, you've got your creations. Some of your creations have attacks. Yes. They will be able to attack twice, once a day. Okay. So you are you are breaking out of your creations are starting to break out of the standard mold, right? And starting to based on your creation abilities expand. So so like a lot of them are like 
they're in place until the end of my next turn, would it be like another turn? Or just within that, do they get to do double what they would do? Double what they would do. Okay. And if you would like to have them have some sort of mark or coloring special, um, figure that out and note that down. Okay. I was kind of doing that anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, whatever the case, just trying to make sure that you guys understand this is a special thing. Mm -hmm. And no, I won't tell you how many adventures are in the path of the immortals. So, um, Carl's got the box over his head. He's running along behind you guys because that's what he does. You are on your horses and, um, Cesar, I'm going to say that you've managed to salvage whatever you can from the, uh, potbelly golem, but most of it was slagged due to the heat, but you did get a couple parts and things like that. Okay. Any final comments regarding that scene that you might have in character or out of character? I think Cesar will glean as much as he can from it, regardless of what materials are available. Uh, just sort of, um, you know, since he's pretty sure it, it came from him, in a sense, kind of mourn it, even though he's yet to build it. Um, there's It's sort of tinged by that, so he's less you know, disappointed about the loss of such a magnificent creation just because he knows he's, or assumes he's going to be running into it again when he builds it. Okay. All right. Uh, anything from you, Sanitary? Uh, not really. It's just glad that everybody's okay and that there wasn't any further damage, so. Okay. So, you're up on your, up on your mounts. Oh, by the way, is winter big enough for me to ride yet, or are we still mm-hmm. on Clyde? Um, you will need, I forget, did, uh, you got the saddle from Clyde. Yeah, you can ride Winter. Sweet. I'll ride Winter and take Clyde for a pack animal. Clyde is, um, sad. being dragged along. Clyde's not smart enough to be sad. Okay. And Clyde's confused. Clyde's confused. That's about right. Where are you all going? Because sometimes you've been complaining that you haven't had vacation. Sometimes it's an adventure and danger at every turn. Sometimes it's X, Y, or Z. So I'm letting you guys call the variable at the moment. Where are you going? Where do you think you want to go and do? Well, what, uh, Carl just wanted to experience the world, right? And that's his goal is just to kind of pal around with us. He doesn't have any particular thing he needs, right? No, Carl pretty much will, you know, he's the Mikey likes it of. (laughs) Okay. I don't know, Cesar. I mean, we just visited my homeland, so it's kind of your call on what we do now. We did my story. I don't think Cesar's quite at the point yet to invade his former captors and take over and destroy them. Um, oh, come on, really? We're, like, we're <laughs> almost minor gods. That's what he just said. Almost minor gods. Almost. Still. It's like mostly dead. <laughs> we still almost got killed in our sleep by little rats and ferrets. <laughs> no one's captured. By the, by the way, in the uh, Wolfenstein 3D New World Order... 
there is actually a scene where not with rats, but it's a similar scene to what I described uh, happens to some of the Nazis. It's pretty cool. The Nazis almost tear. got killed by ferrets? Stuff stabbing them from the under the bed. Oh. Sorry. Side comment. Continue. That's okay. We're not really going anywhere at this point. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's hard to pick somewhere to go when I don't know where there is to go. Yeah, that's a problem, too. Well, there's back to Winterhaven. Um, there's the pyramid. There's the whole green dragon thing. If you want to go test those borders. Um, a couple directions you guys haven't tried before. I don't know what sort of mood for adventure are you in? Well, I don't know. We've had a lot of forest. It's true. Might be nice to have another sort of, like, landscape. Going to the beach. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Some water fights. So, in other words, you want to go into the deepest desert. (laughs) Well, where were the pyramids? I mean, I thought that was a pretty deep desert. The deserts were in the tundra steps, step area of where the green dragon is <coughs> on that border. Yeah, yes. the was forest. Mm-hmm. Well, last time we were at the uh, winter uh, haven, we ran into the dragon and we had like the special talisman to summon the dragon. Like, what I forget what I mean, we met the lizard people or whatever uh, you would call them. What was the, the point of that? Like, was there something they were seeking that we were supposed to do that we never did? Um, in that case, no. That was the, hey, we will come if you do this once, but it better be damn good. Okay, so we're just holding on to that in case of dire circumstances. Yeah, it's... The green dragon is kind of a perplexing thing because normally they're very greedy and very selfish. And in this case, this one is being somewhat benign and has given you the boon of calling upon either it or its forces. It's unclear as to which one's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, you've now got this draconic kingdom set up nearby. Okay. I don't know, so is there I, again, I'm just trying to re- refresh my memory about the actual situation with the pyramid again. It's been a little while. Well, we had the ziggurat, and we defeated the the people in the ziggurat. We were looking for the escaped convicts uh, mm-hmm. that ended up killing the druids. And then we found there was a pyramid after the ziggurat collapsed, but none of us gave a crap anymore because we had just <laughs> we had just conquered the ziggurat. Yeah. And we we're just like, whatever, we don't care. But it was all. It, it seemed to be all during that weird time melding not time melding but land melding thing that was going on between the circles and the between the old uh, couple thousand years ago land with what was currently there right and what but what was what was the problem with the pyramid is that related to the is that the prison the multi-dimensional prison or was that the ziggurat I'm sorry we thought it was the prison but then we went back to town and discovered that, that the druids were killed by these, the prisoners, and we never really did solve like where the prisoners went, I thought. Yeah, the out of character, the pyramid was the prison. Okay. We you guys. distracted by the yep. ziggurat. Yep. Okay. Um, 
I mean, short of nothing else presenting itself as, you know, potentially interesting and who knows what kind of secrets are held within some sort of intermittent uh, hyper-prison pyramid thing. Yep. There's that. Um, You've also, don't forget, you've also seen a number of things that the apparently future use have. Right. You could always also start the process of that airship. I want to go raise uh, wolves. <laughs> okay. Well, you've got you, you've got the drow digging out from digging the city out from of uh, Winterhaven out from underneath you with the mines. So there's that. Yeah, that's right. We just let them continue to do that. None of us. Yeah, we did. Nah. Like whatever. Um, you've already pretty much bested the bested the Minotaur Kingdom. So, you know, there there are you could go back, uh, sign on with a trade ship. You'd have to go downriver um to one of the trade groups. You've never seen where some of these magic items are. Mm-hmm. I'm a ship would be nice. You you could you could even give a story idea and I would weave something around that if you were so inclined. Well, how about we just take a few steps at a time and see where we end up? Why don't we um, go a different direction, like we were going to Winter Haven before, and we come all the way from where the old god was that we judged? Like, well, there must be a direction that we haven't gone before. I mean, we've covered most of the world, you would think, or most of at least this continent area. You've done fairly little of this entire continent. Really? Yeah. You guys have we never been. Went, you, this you, is you, the furthest we've gone, probably, right? Yeah, you've only gone city. as far as maybe two weeks worth of travel in any given direction except south. You haven't really done south yet. Okay. So? Um, I mean. It's funny, in a sense, Caesar is kind of along the same lines that Carl is, just because he hasn't really experienced much of the world in general. So he's open for a lot of new experiences and things like that. Um, okay. I don't know, aside from that, I feel like the most, if we're worried about, you know, actually what we should do morally, I, I feel like the the prison thing seems to be the most pressing of the other things that you mentioned. Okay. I would like um, both of you to roll um, perception rolls. Cesar is very perceptive. Uh, no. 24. 17. Okay. Cesar, um, and also Xanatar, you remember seeing, you've, there were different frescoes that you've also seen um, in some of your travels. Um, but Cesar, you specifically have identified um, in the past um, some murals that you've seen that are depicting various wonders of the world. Different sites and locations, you know, this, this reality's version of the Sphinx or... Mm-hmm. Okay. A floating garden or something sure. along those lines. Right. 
so there are those options. Um, those would be south. Okay. That's cool. Figure you guys have picked up a travel atlas at some point in time and went, oh, I can go there. Mm. Would you all like to give it a week to think about it? Yeah, sorry, just not very decisive today. You're asking like major questions. Okay. You're like, what, and what would you like to be when you grow up? I'm like, just, man, I just want to walk 20 feet in the forest. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> just giving, giving you guys some latitude versus the leash sometimes that uh, the stories drag you along on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, next week, I think, is the 9th. It's a Friday. We will not be here. Tenth. Tenth for various reasons. Um, but we will be picking up the following Friday, I believe. We will be yes. doing a recording. So with that, uh, Carl should be back. So Zinatari, take us out. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Sorry we're completely indecisive tonight and you didn't get to hear an actual story. <laughs> if you want to listen <laughs> next week or find out more, you can find us at death4dishonor.com on iTunes at death4d4. Or, uh, yeah, here every 9 p.m., which is Eastern Daylight Time right now, uh, on twitch.tv slash Genesee. So, thanks for listening as we tune for another worldwide adventure coming in two weeks.